Welcome back to the All That I Am podcast. I am Lady Vivian Jacobs and I am your podcast host. I am excited to be here. This is season two, episode number two. And tonight, tonight, tonight is entitled The Intentional Woman, Lord, I Need Discretion. We have so much in store for you on tonight and even throughout this entire second season. If you don't already, please listen to us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and we are also on iHeartRadio. If you have not already done so, please subscribe and then go ahead and give us a review like the podcast has blessed you, how it has helped you in your Christian walk and becoming a better woman of God. Hallelujah, because we all have room for improvement. And so I pray that this has been a blessing to you. I pray that tonight will be a blessing to you as well. It is Friday. Many of you that know me know that Friday is one of my favorite days of the week. It has been a hectic week for me. I don't know about y'all, but it has been a long, since this COVID season and the spikes in the numbers, I work in healthcare for those of you that do not know, it has been a hectic week. It's been a hectic week. And so I am excited to make it to Friday because my week has wound down and I plan to get some R&R. Won't be today. It might be tomorrow a little bit. It's going to have to be tomorrow because Sunday is a full day for us. And so uh, I'm excited. I'm excited uh, for Fridays. I'm excited about our guests and what God has given her to share with us on tonight. And this is just a candid conversation. If you have questions, if you have comments, feel free to uh, chime in and enter that into the comments section uh, as you uh, so desire. And so you know how we do. I hope you got your blanket. I hope you got your coffee, your tea, your notebooks, your pen, so that you can take some notes tonight because we are going to drop some nuggets of wisdom on tonight. And so we're going to jump right into our first segment. We're going to jump right into our first segment. Uh, Most of you that have been watching and following us, our first segment is entitled, She Did That. This is the segment where we take time out to recognize and honor a woman for her accomplishments, for a job well done, to give her some applause, to say congratulations, because we live in a world where there is so much hate, there is so much evilness. There is so much jealousy and competition, but it takes nothing from us to celebrate our sister, you know, and tell her that she's doing a great job. And so the person has no idea. They never have any idea. Uh, But I do feel like I was led by God on this decision on tonight. Uh, So tonight we want to recognize my friend who also happens to be our speaker tonight. (laughs) She is on, she is our speaker tonight. She uh, is going to be uh, co-hosting with me tonight for the podcast. And she is Pastor Shamika Oliver. Listen, if you do not know this woman of God, we have been friends for over 10 years and she is doing her thing. She empowers women. She is a pastor. She is a mother. She is a wife and she is receiving her honorary doctorate. And so I want to say congratulations, congratulations, Shamika. 
I am so proud of you. Let's put our hands together for her in the comment section. Let me tell you, this, this is not easy. Carrying what we carry is not easy, but God has given us the grace to carry everything that he has given us to carry. And so, and she carries it well. And so I honor you on tonight. I appreciate you. I love you. Congratulations, ladies. Yes, yes, they put it in the comments. We we see you. We see you. This podcast is all about uplifting, encouraging, inspiring, and empowering women. And we want to let you know, Pastor Shamika Oliver, we see you. Keep soaring, keep impacting, keep going, keep breaking barriers and boundaries, keep building. We appreciate you. Keep going, girl. <laughs> so I just wanted to... Um, congratulate you uh, on that. Did you have anything you wanted to say? You don't have to if you don't want. Well, I do want to say, you're not supposed to have me crying before <laughs> I get started. I was supposed to stay cute for a little bit, okay? That's all <laughs> oh right. Oh my gosh. The Lord really Look, placed that- it on my heart and I just could not let the night go by without uh, acknowledging you and congratulating you for your many accomplishments for the things that you are doing now and the things that you will continue to do because it's it's going to get great. So I encourage you. I love you, friend. All right. I so we, we're going to hear from her later. That was a brief introduction. And so we're going to jump right into our second segment. And our segment is very interesting tonight, ladies. It's very interesting tonight. Um, our second segment uh, is our Let's Just Be Honest segment, right? And I want to hear from y'all. I want y'all to type in the comments, you know, uh, your opinion, how you feel about this matter. And so a topic that's been trending, um, and, and I'm sure everybody has heard about it, and you probably know where I'm going, but this is the segment where I can be raw and I can give my perspective and my opinion about a particular topic. Lori Harvey. Steve Harvey's daughter. Yeah, who, who know the story about Lori Harvey? I don't really know a whole lot of details. I don't keep up with stuff like that, but I have, yes, yes, you knew it. <laughs> you know, but it, it's been trending and I want to kind of deal with that. I want to see how y'all feel about this, you know? So she um, has been dating, correct me if I'm wrong, okay? Um, she's been dating multiple famous people like and she uh it has not really been a secret it's been posted and so you see guy after guy after guy that she's been posting um and and now who is she dating y'all put it in the comments I don't know she's dating somebody but I know she dated Diddy and his son right um yeah so she she she's she's in her 20s so she's having fun, you know, she's exploring her options, she's dating, uh, but word around town, there are two sides to uh, how people feel about this, right? And so one would argue that she belongs to the streets now because she's been with so many men. She's given herself a bad rep because she's been with so many men. And then others would say that it does not matter who she dates, that's her choice. And that does not make her you know what word I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we don't really know the details or the depth of these relationships. Um, if we did, that would, you know, lend to a whole nother conversation. 
But what do you all think? Do you think that gives her a bad rap? Do you think that's okay? Do you think that's okay? I mean, what do y'all think? I had to poll some men because I wanted to get a man's perspective. I wanted to get a man's perspective. When you have a woman, come on, let's just be honest, that, that you're dating and you know that she's been with about 10 other people that you know. And you don't know whether they were intimate or not. She's doing what guys normally do. Yes, she's doing what guys normally do, but there is a double standard. There is a double, I'm not saying that the double standard is right, but we cannot conduct ourselves as men do. Somebody said, I thought you were supposed to, let me open this up. I think you be private dating, honestly judging, but I honestly don't think she was intimate. Yep, I mean, she living her best life, okay, okay, she's having fun, she is having fun, she is young, I agree with all of that. She may be doing it publicly, but she should be careful not to be looked at in a certain, that's where I'm going, Sister Africa, that's where I'm going. And so what she's doing is her business. It's her business what she's doing, but she's made it all of our business when she's posted it on social media. And it really goes into our uh, topic of discussion today, having discretion. Having discretion and good judgment on how much you share. What you show the people, everybody doesn't have to know who you're dating. They don't have to know who you're with. Because guess what? At the end of the day, it just does not look good. No, I'm not saying that she's a bad person. I'm not saying that she, I do feel that you should explore your options. So I'm kind of, you know, I can kind of see it from both ways. I do feel like you should explore your options, but I also feel like you should exercise discretion with who you date and you should exercise discretion with who you share that with. You have to make sure that you use discretion, you use wisdom with who you share things like that with. But you know what? We want to show the world. We want to show the world because we want to show off. You know, we, we frantic. We want to show you that uh, I'm not alone. And, and, and you want to try to impress people. Let's just be honest. Sometimes we do things because we want people to see and we want them to see and know what we working with, who we working with. You know, but at the end of the day, it does not have a good look. What I would say to that, no, I don't think that it's anything wrong. I don't think that it's anything wrong with dating uh, different. Now, no, I don't think you should be dating a father and a son. That's a whole nother, nother topic. I don't know the details of all of that. I don't know. But <laughs> I do feel like that in the dating world as a single woman, uh, because your name precedes you, your character precedes you. And whether you were sexually active or not, the fact that you were dating all of these men and you're posting it on social media, it just does not look good because one would assume, I'm not saying that it's right, but one would assume, you know, maybe from the pictures that you're posting, because sometimes we tell too much. We tell stuff that people aren't even asking us. You know, and, and we give answers to questions that people have not even asked us because we, we, we want to impress or we want to show people what we're working with. But I will say that she is still young. 
she's still learning. Let's have some grace on her, you know, and, and you have to govern yourselves accordingly uh, in, in your relationship, but, but you have to be careful of the look. It just does not look good. Um, you know, we, we, we could talk about that topic all day long, all night long. Yes, it's the principle. You can't tell everyone everything. Once you open your life up to everyone, you open it up to criticism. That is so true. And that's what is so hard with celebrities and those that are in the spotlight, you know, you know those that are on the stage for people to see. It is much more difficult for them um, because maybe some of it she was not trying to make public. Maybe Somebody just called her out, called her, you know, out and snapped the picture. I don't know the details. I don't follow the young lady. Um, this was given to me as a great hot, hot topic to discuss. So I had to do a little bit of um, digging and research. Um, but what I would say, words of wisdom from Lady V is just to use discretion. Use discretion in who you date, how you date, and what you reveal with who you're dating, uh, especially the timing of what you reveal. All right. <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. And so that's the end of our two segments. We are going to go ahead and jump right into our topic of discussion for tonight. And so the Lord had really been dealing with me on being intentional this year, being intentional about becoming a better woman. Uh, some of you may have seen a post that I made, uh, just being a, a better wife, uh, being a better mother, uh, being a better friend, a better daughter, just really being a better person all around. You know, and the Lord ministered to me about that. You, you have to be intentional. You have to be intentional. It's not going to just happen overnight. And so you have to use tools. You have to do things that are going to intentionally make you better. You have to intentionally make better decisions. You have to intentionally cut some people off that don't belong and connect to the right people. So we have to be intentional, you know, about our walk with Christ and about becoming uh, better women. Uh, and so that's one of the things that the Lord mentioned to me. And, and, and one of the things that I want to talk about tonight, and I feel like our guest is very befitting. Like I said, we've been friends for a very long time and I've seen discretion. I've seen her exercise discretion when I did not want to exercise discretion. Like this is a real woman of God. And so tonight we are going to deal with that. We're going to deal with uh, discretion. Lord, I need discretion. And so we're going to talk about what that means, how that looks, you know, so I've already semi-introduced her. I told you she is a mother. She's a wife. She is a powerhouse preacher, teacher, and pastor. She is an, and I get to call her friend. She is Pastor Shamika Oliver, and she's going to join me in this conversation. And I know God is going to use her mightily. Shamika, I'll have you introduce yourself a little bit more uh, to our audience, and then we'll jump right into uh, our topic of discussion. Hey, ladies, good evening. Y'all know y'all in for a treat on tonight because you have an amazing first lady right here. You got a down-to-earth first lady. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and God is good. God is good. And I'm so happy, um, Lady Vivian, for you bringing me here. I'm so um, blessed. I'm so humbled that we get to call each other friend. And um, ladies, I'm super excited to be here on tonight. Because I know that God makes no mistake. And everybody who's in here on tonight is because you're either struggling with it 
<laughs> you're trying to figure out about it. And um, you really need to hear from some people who really have a heart um, for women and want to really see women grow. And that's one of the, that's who I am. I am a wife, a mom, a, a pastor, all these, all these things. But at the end of the day or the beginning of the day, have them say, I am truly a woman. Yeah. You know, before I had any titles, I had to learn to be me. You know, I had to learn to grow. I had to learn what uh, discretion is. And I had to learn what it felt not to have discretion, not to know how to handle it or how to deal with it. So, um, and I'm a woman who wants to help the next woman to build her bridge. I believe that in life, we should not be doing this thing by ourselves. And believe me, I tried it. And the Lord told me like, I don't have you on this earth by yourself to do it alone. And so I really want to help women to grow, to build the best person that she can be. And honestly, for God's glory, I feel like everything that we can do, I don't care if it's a relationship, on your job, in your home, you can do it for God's glory. So that's the woman who I am. I will call myself the midwife of women to help birth her dreams, to help birth that joy, to help birth whatever it is on the inside of her that connects her to purpose. Yes. 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 She, she is speaking the truth. She is all that she said she is. I am a living witness. And so thank you for being here with us tonight. I want to say, be comfortable, be yourself. Uh, and we're just going to have a candid conversation about uh, the importance of discretion. And so I want to start out by asking you all the question, uh, what is discretion? What does that mean to you? What comes to your mind when you hear the word discretion? Begin to type that in the comment section. Uh, and then, yes, privacy. And then I'm going to go ahead and begin to uh, tell you what, what I think of uh, and give you the definition of discretion. Uh, as you all are typing, privacy, wisdom. Discretion is not a popular topic, right? It's not a popular topic. It's not a popular subject. It's not something that we see a lot on social media. It's really a lost art. It's a lost virtue. And I blame social media because it's on social media where it's applauded, you know, to take what is meant to be private and to make it public. We see so many things that's meant to be private, that is not everybody's business. Everybody should not see, everybody should not know certain things you should not say, but we've made it public. And I'm not saying that everybody is guilty of this, but I'm saying what we see on social media, this is what we see, uh, you know, in, in our current time. Uh, basically, uh, what it's saying to, to lack uh, discretion is it's talking about a loud woman, a rude woman, a provocative woman. Come on. Come on. These are things that we, we don't want to hear because... We don't want anybody to tell us, but at the end of the day, if you want to be a better woman, if you want to be a better you, and not just that, but if you want to exemplify, you know, the woman of God that we read out in scriptures to his woman and the many women that we hear about in the Bible stories that has discretion, you know, in the way they dress and the way they speak and the way they respond to others, because that gets difficult. That's not easy. That is not easy because, it, yeah, we're we going to deal with that in the way that you respond to others. And so what does discretion look like? Discretion 
looks like. It, it, it basically, and see you all in the comment section, yes, every moment is not for everyone to withhold information, to move in a certain way. I love it. It's wisdom. It's discernment. A woman with discretion embraces her identity in Christ. Like she really knows who she is in Christ and she embraces it and she conducts herself as such. She's cautious when she makes decisions. She discerns all of the facts. How many times have we not discerned all of the facts? We've made decisions and we've regretted it. We didn't take the time out because we were impulsive. We didn't exercise discretion. A woman of discretion, she takes wise counsel. You need somebody that you are accountable to. You need somebody that can tell you, you shouldn't have said that, look that way. You know, also can build you up, but you need somebody that can give you that wise counsel and that constructive criticism. You have to have that, you know, and and, and we, many women, as we see, we, many women you see don't want to hear that. Don't tell me, or you hating on me, or you jealous of me. No, no, honey, nobody's jealous of you. We're trying to help you. We're trying to help. And so you have to make sure that you have the, you, you have the capacity and your the willingness to accept wise counsel. Also, a woman of discretion does not desire to be the center of attention. Does not. She is okay with, watch this, being silent and his not popular. She's okay with that. It's not saying that you have to be this all the time, but she's okay with being silent and hidden and not the center of attention. But this is not popular because this is not what we see. This is not what's shown to us. And so the definition of discretion, it really goes along with the lines of what you all said, is the quality of having or showing discernment or good judgment, prudence, the quality of being discreet, discreet, cautious, reserve in speech, ability to make responsible decisions, exercising power over emotions, exercises caution and pays attention to all the facts, even as I said. Indiscretion, on the other hand, is acting foolishly or out of impulse. Yes, reserve speech. Reserve speech, yes, knowing what to say, when to say it, and how to say it. How to say it. Because you can be saying the right thing, but you say it the wrong way, it's not going to be received. And so impulse is motivated by emotion rather than thought. You didn't think it through. You acted based upon your emotions, how you felt. And our emotions will get us in trouble every single time. And so before I have our speaker chime in, I, I want to give you all this verse. And I want you to write it down. I see you all taking notes. Um, Proverbs 11 and 22. It reads, as a ring of gold in a swine snout, so is a beautiful woman who lacks discretion. When you think of a ring, you think of something valuable, right? You think of something beautiful. It's nice. You desire it. But when you think of a pig, you think of something dirty, you think of something stinky and destructive. And guess what? Pigs to the Jews 
was considered the nastiest animal, the nastiest. They would never touch it, never. Would not have anything to do with a pig or pork. It was considered a nasty animal and still is. The gold ring in the pig is out of place. Something that beautiful and something that valuable should not be on something that is that nasty and dirty and loud. And so basically what this scripture is saying, this is basically as you see a pretty woman with a bad attitude. A pretty woman that lacks discretion. A pretty woman with a poor personality. You may look good from afar, but once we get close to you and we hear you speak and talk and see how you respond, it's a turn off. Have you ever heard the saying or heard somebody say she got an ugly attitude? You can be the prettiest woman, but have an ugly attitude or ugly disposition position. And I don't care how pretty you are. Nobody will deal with you except the ones that really, really love you like your mother and your father. And sometimes they won't when you have that. And so we have to intentionally become better women in every way possible, even in our discretion, even in our speech, in our attitudes, everything really intentionally trying to become better discretion will guard you and understanding will watch over you. Discretion will protect you. It will keep you from certain things of hurting you when you have discretion. Proverbs 2 and 11, that's where that comes from. Wise men, listen to this. Now y'all may not, y'all may not agree with this, but wise men will only marry women that are discreet and gracious. Now a foolish man will marry any woman. But a wise man will only marry a woman that if they may date you, they may lay down with you. But a wise man of substance only wants to marry a woman with discretion that's not going to go tell all her business, tell all their business, tell everybody when they're not doing good, tell everybody when he didn't lost his job. You know, you have to know what to share with who to share and when to share it. Some things you just have to take it to God in prayer. And so I, this is a, a, another statement I want to uh, make. And then uh, Shamika, I'll let you chime in. A woman that lacks discretion is petty, is moody, offers an opinion when not asked. They didn't even ask you for your opinion, but you always have something to say, always. You have to be seen, you have to be heard. You lack discretion. And some women think it's cute, but it's not, it's really a turnoff. A woman that lacks discretion nags all the time, always looks for an argument. Have you ever met a woman that always looks for an argument, pulls out the negativity in everything, loves to meddle, cannot sit still or be quiet. That's a woman who lacks discretion. She loves to talk. She loves to question. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with talking, you know, because we do have, we all have different personalities, but you have to know when to speak and you have to know when to be silent. You have to use discretion. You have to use discernment. You have to use good judgment. 
She loves to talk. She loves to question everything. Now, I'm going to be honest. If I can have a transparent moment in the beginning of my marriage, I, I, I struggle. I, I question. Go there. Got to spend this. Why we got, you know, and, and, and humble inquiry is okay, but it's when it's not humble anymore. <laughs> humble inquiry is okay. I'm not saying you got to be a doorman and just, you know, but you have to exercise discretion. No man wants a woman that's going to question his every single move and doubt him in everything that he does. And so a woman that lacks discretion, let me, I'm going to say this. Now I'm putting two on it because it's okay to have it, but when it's like way over the top, it's a lack of discretion. Too bold, meaning I'm going to say what I want to say, when I want to say it, how I want to say it, because I'm bold and, and, and I can do that. No, you lack discretion, sweetie. That's not cute. It's not. Too forward. Now, 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 I struggled with that in the beginning. I, I'm, I'm a whole lot better because I'm a very forward, straight shooter person. And I kind of prided myself in that. But I did lack discretion. I can say that I had to have the Lord to help me with that because I'm a no-nonsense person and I don't believe in lying to people. And, and I still don't think that you should lie to people, but you have to use discretion with how you say it, when you say it. Amen? Too loud and too opinionated. We didn't ask you for your opinion. A woman without discretion is a pain. And that last statement that I mentioned, I got that off of um by sharon i'm not trying to plagiarize tonight so that that's my reference for that last, last sentence i made <laughs> and so let's jump into our discussion and so shamika i'm gonna invite you into uh this discussion as i have laid the foundation uh and just kind of given what discretion looks like what it is let's dig deeper let's talk about discretion in speech uh, what, what does that mean to you? Why is that important? And can you think of a time where you didn't exercise discretion and peach and speech and what was the outcome? I sure can. You know, when I think about discretion, first of all, this, this topic is so on time. It's so timely because like you said, being out in, you know, social media and just being, um, in the, in a leadership position, it's not, it was a it was a little easier, but it still wasn't. You still have to have discretion, you know, just being younger and learning and growing, but really been in a leadership position because, man, you out in front and you're getting judged. People are looking at you. And I want to say on tonight, we all are in leadership's position in some type of way. So I don't want everybody to think like it's just because if somebody is an influencer or they're a pastor or something, we all have a place in the kingdom of God to represent ourselves a certain way. Yeah, I really want to say that because some people feel like, oh, I'm not in leadership position. So, you know, I get I get the pass on this one. <laughs> but there's really like really not no big pass. And I think of discretion. I think of having discernment, like really watching what you do, really thinking before you speak, thinking before you you take action and really knowing that there is a consequence behind, you know, what we choose to do. And um, I would definitely say, according to the word, there's life and death in the power of the tongue when it comes to speech. And you could kill somebody or you could bring them back to life or speak life into them. Or when it comes to discretion with speech, you could 
give somebody a breakthrough or you can give somebody a breakdown. And that's so important to me because we never know what somebody needs. We never know what somebody is going through. And for me, I had thought about this question. I was like, man, I remember when I was younger, I can't really remember the exact thing that was going on, but I remember telling somebody's business. Woo! It backfired on me, sis. It backfired on me. I was young. I was like, yeah, gossiping was in. Like, knowing somebody's business, that was like fuel for the fire. You had something to talk about. Like, she did this. She did that. She with him. It's like, yes, yes, yes. So it happened to me. I went and I told somebody's business. And I thought it was being innocent. You know, just regular conversation. I'm thinking I can trust the person who I'm talking with. Never backfired on me before. And it got back to me. And I was so embarrassed. I was so hurt. I'm like, no, this could not have happened to me. And so I went to my mom and I'm crying. I'm like, mom, like such and such told my business that I told. And so my mom advice was, she was like, look, if you got to say something about somebody, if you just have to say something, tell us to somebody that don't know that person, that don't know that person, that don't know that person. Like, if you just got to open your mouth, like it really taught me a valuable lesson of just keeping my mouth shut and staying out of people's business. So I, you know, even today I give people disclaimers, even when I coach counsel or whatever, I'm just like, look. This is what it is. This is what we're going to talk about. You're going to trust me with it. I have nowadays I have people sign um, a confidentiality or discretion form. Okay. But we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. (laughs) Yes, that's in my notes. (laughs) I was so embarrassed. Yeah. And it honestly, it hurt me. It hurt me to say that that's not the type of person that I wanted to be. I didn't want somebody to get injured by my words. And I thought it was just regular conversation because, of course, when you don't get caught up with it, you continue to do it. If you're not held accountable for it, you know, if nobody's bringing it back, it seemed like it's it's tolerated. It's okay. It's the norm. You know, it's something that you, you can do. But really, it's not. Like people, I think when people say stuff to us, when they say stuff, they want to be trusted. They want to know that they're trusting you. And then we need to show ourselves as a true friend to somebody to be like, yeah, I got your back. I'm not, you know, knowing just when to, I I feel like knowing somebody's information is having an answer for them. Like no information about me. And if you want me to change, if you want me to switch up, if you don't think that I'm doing something good, have an answer for me. If not, don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. Because I'm in the business of growth. I'm in the business of being built. But it took me a while. It took me a while to learn that because you don't grow up like that. I didn't grow up like that. We grew up gossiping. Gossiping felt good, you know. <laughs> Let's just be honest. It it did. It did. At one point in time, like you said, you felt like you you know you had the tea, you know, and you you had to spill it to a, a certain person, and and you spilled it to that certain person, and and then it got back that you said, and it's like. <gasps> We all have done it. We've all been there. Let's be honest. If you've been there, put your hands up in the comment section. You don't you even tell a story on tonight. Somebody has entrusted some information to you and you spilled it. You thought you told it to somebody that wasn't going to say nothing. And they told it to somebody that they thought wasn't going to say nothing. And it got back. It got out. Guess what? It was a learning lesson. 
it should have been a learning lesson to teach you not to do it anymore. But if you didn't learn nothing for it, from it, and you're still doing it, well, unto you, use tonight as a learning lesson. Use tonight, zip those lips, because you want people to be able to trust you, especially those that you call friend. You want them to be able to trust you. You want to be a safe place, because if you're not viewed as a safe place, then nobody's going to want to share anything with you or trust you with anything. So we have to make sure that we are exercising discretion in our speech. You got to make sure we have to make sure we're being intentional. We're being intentional. Like, nope, I'm not going to text them and tell them. Nope. Even though my flesh want to say something, they trusted me. I'm not going to say anything because guess what? If the shoe was on the other foot and somebody did it to you, God is not mocked whatsoever a man soweth that shall he also reap. And so you have to make sure that, you know, what you're putting out, <laughs> is that what you want to get back? You know, and is that what you want to be attached to your name? Is that what you want to be attached to your name? And so that's, that's definitely something to think about. I'm glad that you said that because We've all been there. We've all been there and, and hopefully have learned from it. And it comes with maturity. It comes with maturity. And it also comes with that other person not being afraid and coming back and saying, you told my business. You know, you said, and it hurt me. It hurt me because I confided in you and you spread it. Yeah, that it definitely me. helps you. Definitely. Yes, yes. I had to learn. I... I think that this is so good and, and it coming back to me and backfiring on me taught me about the type of person that I wanted to be yeah. and the type of person that I no longer wanted to be. You know, it's, it taught me to, to, to look at, look at myself, who I wanted to grow and who I wanted to become, who I wanted to trust me, you know? Um, and I really think it's a place that God literally has us at to humble ourselves and to ask for forgiveness. Like it's so many learning lessons, you know, in something backfiring, in something causing embarrassment or causing shame at the same time. Yeah. And I learned to, I learned to switch it up. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. And, and yeah. one of the things that's coming to my mind, even as we are talking about this, we have to think before we speak. We have mm -hmm. to think about who's going to be impacted. Who's going to be hurt? Who's being built up by what we speak? Who's being torn down by what we speak? We have to think before we speak. We have to be conscious of what we're saying. Because remember, let me just bring, we're talking about discretion in speech. I want to give you uh, this scripture. Um, it says, but I say to you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Mm -hmm. Every idle word. I didn't write, somebody looked that up. Where, where does that come from? <laughs> I didn't write that down for some reason. Some, put it in your Google search. It'll come right up. But I say to you, every idle word. So are the words you're speaking idle? Are they building up or are they tearing down? And so we have to be intentional about the words that we speak. Uh, and, and then I want to say this. Discretion is realizing how many things don't require your comment. You've got to realize how many, what requires your comment, which is not a whole lot, 
<laughs> if we can be honest, thank you. Thank you, Matthew 12 and 36. How many things require your comments? Sometimes we offer, and that, that, that goes back to the woman that is too opinionated, the woman that questions everything, that always, ha always has something to say. And you know what? People used to tell me a lot, you so quiet. And I used to be like, okay, so what? Now I see, <laughs> you know, that, that I, I, listen, there is a, when I have something to say, I say it. But if I don't have nothing to say, I'm not finna conjure something up. You know, that's when we get in, in, involved in all this other stuff that we shouldn't be involved in. And we find ourselves, you know, saying too too much, telling too much. Speak when you need to speak. Who cares if they call you quiet? <laughs> Who cares? You know, and, 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 and you just have to make sure that, that in your everyday walk, going back to the title, you're being intentional about becoming a better person. You want your friends to be able to trust in you. You want your husband to be able to trust in you. Proverbs 31, it says her husband doth safely trust in her. Why did he trust in her? Because she showed herself trustworthy. And so you have to ask yourself the question, question, why can't people trust in me? And this is not something to beat anybody down. If anything, I wanted to be able to show you you so that you can go and you can, can repent, ask for forgiveness, maybe go to the person. And then also you can work on just becoming a better woman, becoming a better you in every way. And so we're going to move right along. Let's talk about discretion and how we respond to others in our action. Why is it important to exercise discretion with how we respond to others? Pastor Shamika, I'll let you chime in on that one. Why, I mean, and, and why is that? It, it can be difficult. It can be challenging, especially when somebody is provoking you. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? One of the things that I think of is because... Um, I know I'm going to get a little uh, tech on you or principle on you, but I think that we need to hear it is that God has, a, God definitely has an expectation out of us and we have to learn how to win people over with how we respond to people, right? There's, you can be, you can, you can be ratchet with it or you can be classy with it. Right. Come on. But, Come on. and you have to, and there, there's a way that you have to know how to fish, right? See, you know, Jesus was there teaching him how to fish. Because once you once you learn how to do once you learn how to do that, you can catch somebody, you can win their heart over. The Bible tells us that we are the light and we are the salt of the earth. And with that, we have to know how to use our salt and we have to know how to be that light, right? Mm -hmm. We there you are light. What, what the Bible say? You are you are light um, that will never be hidden, like on, mm -hmm. on a hill that you should never be hidden. Mm -hmm. Come on. Yeah. And you don't want to dim your light. I want us to see on tonight that there's purpose behind what we say and how we respond to people. Yes, it it's, it's so much connected to who God created us to be. We are the hands and the feet of Christ, literally. And it's what we do, how we respond, how we act towards people, how we act in the presence that will win them over. And when we respond in a negative way, crushing people, not having enough grace, beating them down, saying that you shoulda, coulda, and woulda, instead of saying, I understand. Instead of saying, I know what you're going through. 
And if you can't relate to the situation, you can say, I, I kind of understand what you're saying. Explain a little bit more to me. I think about how Jesus got came low. He was low with the prostitutes. He was low with those who were, were lame. He didn't come and say, even when he met the woman at the well, it wasn't like, hey, I'm Jesus. Here I go. You know, know who I am. <laughs> you know, that's true. <laughs> um, he was just like, he was just like, do you know who, do you know who I am? He gave an opportunity to guess who he, who he was, you know, to guess who he is. I like seeing both of those, who he was and who he is, because he's yeah. the same today, forever, yesterday and today and forevermore. But he was so gentle with her. He was such a gentleman, even with his response back. And I think that we need to take on that same posture and that same characteristic and really respond in a way that it shows them who Christ is, that it really shows. So we need to win people because as soon as we lose them with our response, it's hard to get them back. It's hard to have them to believe in who we are and what we're saying. Then we'll cause other people to be to judge. We'll cause them to have a judgmental view or perspective of who we are. And you can't win them over at that point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it's definitely our responsibility. The Lord was teaching me that even with my daughter. You know, I have a 10-year-old daughter, but she was getting on my nerves. I'm like, I can't deal with these mood swings. You are from seven, eight, <laughs> nine, and she just made 10. They have a way. I was struggling, struggling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, I was struggling. My daughter is such a, I don't know, she a Tamar, okay? We all watch the Braxton, but my daughter is literally a Tamar. I'm living with a live Tamar. And oh, I'm like, wow. I, can't, I can't take it. And one of the things that God told me was to give her grace. So I wanted to whoop her butt in every response, like get on her because I'm just like you. I'm, I'm very focused. I'm very intentional. I'm very strong. Let's get this. Let's get this. And God was telling me you can win her over with grace. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that our responses have to be grace responses yeah. to win them over. We are not perfect. No. Mm -mm. In no way. And we shouldn't yeah. expect perfection from others because we're not perfect, but, but we do. We, we, we expect it without saying it. Come on, let's just be honest. Like, yes, we want to, we want to, we should give them the same grace that we want extended to us. Yes. And we should not respond as a non-believer will respond. Now let's just talk about it because provoking is real. Some people will provoke you on purpose. They want to get a negative response out of you. Have you have you ever been there? In the comments, let me hear. People will provoke you. How do you deal with that? How do you deal with that? Because we feel like we need to give them their just due response. But they, they should not control the way you respond to them. You control the way you respond to them. How you choose to respond is up to you. And sometimes the best thing to do is to say nothing and to do nothing and to pray. I'm reminded of the story of uh, Penina and Hannah. Penina and Hannah were married to the same man, right? But Elkanah, he was their husband. Elkanah, he loved Hannah more than he loved Penina. And so he gave her more. But the problem was Penina was having these children but Hannah, the Lord shut her womb up. And so she was not satisfied with 
the love they're giving her because she felt like she couldn't give him the one thing that would make her feel like a woman, which was a child. She couldn't give it to him because the Lord had shut her womb up. And so, but, but he loved her. He loved her more than the woman that had given him the children. And so Penina, she saw this. She saw how much he loved her, how much he gave her over what he gave her and her children. And she didn't like it. And so she provoked her. She provoked, she, nah, nanny, nah. She provoked her. Mm-hmm. And so the Bible talks about how Hannah, she was at the temple. She was praying and she was crying. She was, she had bitterness in her heart because of some things that she wanted and she had not gotten. And you, you have this other chick over here that's provoking you. That's putting her accomplishments in your face. What she has and what she can't do versus what you don't have and what you can't do, what she think you don't have. You know, so she was provoking her to anger. But Hannah prayed. She prayed. I didn't see where she retaliated. Hannah prayed to her God. She prayed. God is our wise vindicator. He will vindicate you in every situation, every situation. And I want to tell somebody tonight, pray about it. You you might want to respond a certain way. You may feel like you're right in your action to respond that way. But that's not going to, at the end of the day, we represent Christ. And even though our flesh wants to respond one way, God is saying, no, don't do it. Give it to me. Do you trust me to handle it? Do you trust him to handle it? And so she prayed and the scripture talks about how the Lord remembered her. The Lord remembered her because she did not retaliate. She didn't try to take it into her own hands. She didn't curse the woman out. At least I didn't see that. She prayed about it. And it's not to say that she wasn't hurt because our emotions are real. So she she was hurt. She had bitterness. She probably was angry and upset and felt insufficient as a woman. But the Lord remembered her because of her response. The Lord is remembering you because of your response, because she prayed and she did not try to fight her own battle. She did not retaliate back. And I know that's hard. Trust me. I know it's hard. (laughs) I know some people will try to do it on purpose. I know. Pray. Now, there are some things you need to deal with head on. You got to use discretion. And then there are some things that you just take it to God in prayer and let him handle it. Let him him be your wise vindicator. We've got to use discretion in our actions. And even in that, God will show up for us even every time. And it may not be when we want him to. We may feel like, well, God, I've given this to you and you still have not shown up. Maybe he's building your patience. Maybe he's still building your faith. So we have to make sure that we're exercising discretion in our actions. I don't even care if we feel like it's warranted. It's very hard. It's very hard. And I'm going to be honest with you. We can't do it without the Holy Ghost. (laughs) I I can say this on the podcast because this will be aired (laughs) 
but we cannot do it without the spirit of God enabling us and helping us. We can't do it on our own because the Vivian don't want to lash out and give you what I feel you deserve because of what you did to me. But we cannot respond as the world responds. We have to respond as women of God. Imagine me as a first lady, the things that I deal with that I, I can't tell nobody about <laughs> that certain people do on purpose. I got to take it to God in prayer and trust that God will handle it. And you can't let it mess up your day. Dude, you better not let nobody mess up your day. <laughs> no, you don't give them that much power. Don't give people that much power to control your day, control your mood. And your No, uh-uh. I was happy when I came. I'm going to be happy when I leave. God going to handle that. <laughs> All right, so let let let's move right along, y'all. Y'all that took me to a place. Uh, <laughs> so I want to go into uh, discretion as it relates to revealing your secrets, because we all want to tell our secrets to somebody, right? We gotta spill it to. We gotta trust somebody with the. I got to tell somebody about this. This is a secret. It's near and dear to my heart, but it's 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 especially important to make sure that you use discretion with who you reveal your secrets to. Why is this important, uh, Pastor Shamik? I'm gonna have you chime in and, and provide some examples, maybe where you've shared secrets with somebody, you know, and, and you, may sh you maybe shouldn't have because of, of what they did with your secrets, you know, and, and it was a learning lesson for you, but we have to use discretion. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know what? I want to say this, everybody cannot handle your story. Nope. Every, come on. Nope. <laughs> everybody, everybody cannot, can I don't care if it's good, if it's semi-good, they can't handle it. Some people want to see you win and some people want to see you fail. Yes, I mean, you. fail so much that they want to see you die because they can't handle your truth. Wow. They can't handle your wow, success. Wow. Literally. Yeah. And you know what? I was at a place where someone couldn't handle my truth. Where yeah. they couldn't handle my character. They couldn't handle my posture. And me being, I have to be honest, me being the person that I am, I tell my business. I, I, I tell it before anybody else can tell it. So by the time you tell somebody else, I didn't already told it. I'm already, I'm already comfortable with me. I'm already comfortable with what looked like should have broke me, but I knew God was building me. And so if somebody, if I go back and somebody say such and such said this about you, I'm like, oh, okay, well, that was true. I mean, oh, I always give people a right to their opinion. I've, I don't know if I learned, I feel like some things are innate on the inside of me, but I really do feel like I've been comfortable with just my pain. But I understand everybody isn't comfortable with their pain. And so I'm just a, like almost a no holds bar type of woman. Like, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, let's, let's fight through it. Now, have I been embarrassed by some things that I've done? You know, about my telling my own stuff, yeah. Because it's like we said earlier, it's not easy sitting in this seat. So when I do, or I'm the 
creative person or, you know, I'm this person like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do this. And it doesn't sit well with people. It does crush me. And so my discernment has to kick in and say, Shamika, you got to pull back some. But here's the thing that takes training to do. Mm -hmm. That literally takes us to be in the face of God, to really be comfortable with our own pain, to really be comfortable with our own, our own backstory. It takes a lot of training. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 1, 4 and 7 to spend your time and energy and training yourself for spiritual fitness, which is godly living. Because physical fitness has some value, getting our hair done, our nails done, having a job and all of that. It has value. But it says spiritual fitness, which is godly living, is much more important in this life and the next. And with having discretion or knowing somebody else's secret or maybe somebody knowing mine or whatever and allowing it to be out, it like it literally takes training to be comfortable with it. It takes talking to God and allowing the Holy Spirit to intervene and to purge you and to get you to the place where you need to be when it hurts. Yeah. When it feels uncomfortable to get you outside of your comfort zone. Like, so I'm constantly in the place of training. And I want to tell someone on that tonight, because I'm feeling that some people might even hear all of this and say, oh, okay, well, yeah, I got to use discretion. I don't know how to get in training. How do you get in training? You get into the face of God. The principles of God don't change. If you want peace, it says to, it says to pray about everything and worry about nothing. And with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, you'll experience the peace. So the prayer and the thanksgiving and having a fervent heart, the outcome of it is your peace that surpasses all understanding, right? And it says to think on the things that are lovely, that are pure, that are just, that have a good report. And if anything be praiseworthy, think on those things. So in order to keep ourselves into alignment, it's to start, if we're, going, if we're going to be able to think on the things, how as a man think it, so is he. It's what you speak. And then out of the heart are the issues of life. And then that's what comes out. Like this thing takes training. Yeah. This yeah. ain't no game. This real life. That's true. And discretion true. is, it's going to take all of this to have all of that. Yeah. To be all that you are. To be all yeah. that I am as a woman. Yeah. I needed to put that in there because it's about being it. all it. that I am. To be all that we are as a woman. I yeah. want us to realize that even on tonight, it's about being who God has called you to be. And like Lady Vivian said, like, we, we ain't of this world. We in the world, but we ain't of the world. We can't speak like the world. We can't think like the world. We got to do it differently. And look, and when we do it differently, it feels better when we do it differently. Can't nobody come up to you and say, why you do this? Why you say that? You walk, we walk in a different kind of boldness and a different kind of confidence when we literally do it God's way. Because he said he, he watches over his word and he makes sure his word performs. And so that's why this is so important. That's why telling your own, tell your own business. <laughs> we got so much drama and so much chaos in our own life and so much areas of healing in our own life. For me, I ain't got time to tell your business. Mm-mm. I need to tell mine. Yeah, that's I got ain't got nothing to do. <laughs> Come on. That's all you got. I ain't about. I used to watch soap operas and I used to watch different television shows, but I found out that they were making more money than me. So I stopped watching it. I found out. I that I didn't heal. <laughs> Come on. I found out that I get healed more 
when I work on my own mess yeah. than talking about somebody else's mess. Yeah. It's money in this thing. It's growth in this thing. It's prosperity in this thing. Yeah. And I want the ladder rain. I want the ladder. I don't want to be stuck in my past and I'm trying to go forth and operate in purpose in my future. I love it. So, yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's good. And you said something so key uh, that I'm sure resonates with a, a lot of women that's listening in now. Um, just, you, just because you feel that you click like with a certain person or you feel that you're close to a certain person does not mean that they can handle you on that level. Doesn't mean that they can handle, you know, your secrets. It doesn't, you know, mean that they can handle you, you know, on, on a, a really, really, really personal. You have to use discernment with how you in how you allow them to you. Um, you have to use discernment with how you're letting people into your temple. This is your temple, right? That God have it, has entrusted us with. He's allowed us to be stewards over the bodies that he's entrusted us with. So we have to be careful who we allow into our personal space, who we allow, you know, to have our, our secrets because everybody can't handle it. Everybody can't handle it. I can't tell everybody some of the things, you know, that I've experienced or, or some of my secrets, things that are near and dear to my heart. I have to know who I can talk to. You have to know where you got to know where you can bleed. You got to have a place to bleed, but you have to know where you can bleed. And that takes discretion. That takes discernment. And many of us, I'm sure we can attest to this. Sometimes we've let people in too soon before they prove themselves. You got to allow people to, pr to prove themselves. Come on, you, you. You just was happy to have somebody there, companionship, even as a friend, you know, didn't want to be alone. And you told them everything. You got to use discretion. You have to use this. There's a certain level of transparency that you share with certain people. I know you talk too much, so I can't tell you this. You have to use discretion with what you share and who you share your secrets to. You got to know where and who you can be vulnerable with. A friendship, with a friendship, there should be a covenant. There's an agreement. Let's talk about disclosure. I'm going to give you the disclosure statement for this friendship. <laughs> I'm making it known what I'm expecting. And you need to make it known what you're expecting. Yeah, we think that it's common knowledge that you should just know this. But some people don't. Some people don't know what it takes. And I don't mean to go into the whole friendship thing, but we're talking about secrets. And when we tell secrets, we tell our friends, our spouses, people that we consider close to us. You know, so you have to make sure that you make it known. What are the terms of this friendship? What are you willing to accept? And what are you not willing to accept? David and Jonathan, they had a covenant friendship. Covenant friendship. So we must have discretion with how much we reveal. And listen at this. Some things are not a secret. It's just not your business. Oh, she's so secretive. And she don't want to tell this. And she don't, she don't show this. 
It's not a secret. It's just not your business. You're not privy to that part of me. You're not privy to that part. And be okay with that. I don't dislike you, but I know on the level that I can trust you. I've discerned through experience, through the years, through time, I've discerned what I can share with you and what I shouldn't say to you. <laughs> Use discernment and you just a blabbermouth tell everything, you're going to wind up hurt in the end. You're going to, and guess what? You'll learn from it. You'll learn from it and you'll get better. And then you'll know what you, what you should share <laughs> and what you shouldn't, and depending on who, who the person is. So you, you just have to be careful. And we have to, uh, all of us, we've all been there. We've all been there. We want to trust people. You know, we want to give people the benefit of the doubt, you know, and, and we should still love, we should still exercise that in the way of Christ, you know, unconditional, but I know what I can share with you. And I know what I can't share with you. Uh, Proverbs 20 and 19 says, a gossip betrays a confidence. So avoid anyone who talks too much. So if you talking too much and you telling their business, you know, I'm not going to tell you, man. Okay. Zip them lips, <laughs> zip them lips, you know, so you, you have to use uh, discernment. So we're finishing up. I have two last that I want to deal with real quick, real briefly. Um, but I want to talk about real quick with using discretion with what you hear. And this goes back to the whole gossip piece um, and just, you know, we, we all want to uh, save people and help people, you know, and if that's the ministry that God has placed on your life and he's giving you the grace for that, then so be it. But you still have to be careful and use discretion with what you hear, because what you hear, you become responsible for what you hear. You can't just allow people to dump any and everything in your spirit and you're wondering why you're heavy you know and you're wondering why you're weighed down and you're depressed you know and you can't see your way through and your way way out and it's be carrying that extra baggage of what you've heard now come on you have a friend and your friend you know they're going to share certain things with you yes Take it to the Lord in prayer, you know, and you, you have to use discretion with who you hear that from. You don't need everybody's baggage, you know, but your friends should be able to trust in you and you should be able to take it to the Lord in prayer, you know, and, and help them uh, with that. You know, and I mean, that's just what a friend is. But sometimes we want our ears to be open to all the tea. We want all the latest. We want all the gossip. We want news so I can can say I miss I bet you ain't girl let me tell you this let me tell you that why they do this you know be careful with what you hear because it, if it's not building up and it's tearing down and it's not going to help somebody you you may not even want to listen you sometimes you got to cut people off and stop them right in their tracks you have to you have to because you are not a garbage can and you shouldn't allow people to just dump anything into your spirit because you begin to carry that around and it weighs you down. Uh, talk a little bit about that, uh, Shamika. Why is that important? Here we go. I got a scripture right here. Look, Matthew 6, 22, 23 says the eye is the lamp of the body. So yeah. if the eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if the eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If that light that is in you is darkness how great is that darkness i think that relates to the exact thing that we see when we're around people what we uh spaces we allow ourselves to be in what we hear our ear gates all of these different things if we allow mess 
to come in, we're going to breathe it, we're going to talk it, we're going to look like it. It's going to start to mold us, you know, in a way that we don't even want to be molded in. It's going, I, I, yeah, it's, um, it's going to cause us to think a certain way. And the way that we think, we start to respond. We start to act like it. And then we start to think that this thing is okay. But look, once your light is dim, there's darkness. And we all know what that looks like. Depression. Come on. Anxiety. Frustration. Mm -hmm. Anger. Bitterness. Loneliness. All of these different things that we really don't want to be the person we don't want to be the places that we don't want to be at. I don't know if it's anybody in here on tonight. Do you like darkness? I need to ask some real questions. <laughs> do you like feeling hurt? Do you like feeling broken? And in order for us to begin to eliminate these things, we got to start eliminate the things that are causing us to feel this way. You got to start cutting people off. You got to stop reading certain things. You got to stop feeding your body certain things things because it is your health, your health at stake, your wealth is at stake, our wealth is at stake for this. And I want more. What you feed yourself is what you nourish yourself with. The body has a, a system that cleanses and purifies when it goes in. The lungs, only so only only so certain things that go in. Come on, we, I'm talking to a nurse on here on tonight yeah. too. We got our left <laughs> atrium and our right atrium. Come on, we yes. have all we the body. God heart. built yep. our body as a representation of how He wants us to respond in life, and the yeah. body can only filter out That's so much. Mm-hmm. What you gonna say? No, I was listening. Oh, okay. And the, you, and the body is supposed. Yeah. If the body has a filtration system. It takes the good stuff and it, it, it puts it into certain places into the body. And all the mess that ain't supposed to be there, y'all know what in it goes out of. <laughs> Let's talk real talk. And our life Come is on. designed the same way. And when you put the wrong stuff in your ear gate and what you hear, that's what's going to come out. Yeah. And the other stuff is going to filter to the right places. Yeah. And it's just like, who do you want to be? Who do you want to be known as? Watch I'm, what you hear. It's affecting yeah. you. Yeah. Watch what you say. It's affecting you. You are building your resume. Yeah. And some people don't want the job. Oh, <laughs> you're building your resume. Yeah. People are tolerating ignorance. Mm-hmm. They're just tolerating you. And, it, and it, it, it makes us feel like, oh, yeah, they like me or... I'm in here like, no, yes, yes. Somebody said it's building your resume. It's yeah. building who you are. And if you got a bad resume, nobody wants to hire you. He don't want to marry you. She don't want to befriend you. Yeah. Come on now. And you are, look, here's the thing, Lady V. Yeah. Here's the thing. You know, we know, we know it's jacked up. We know. We feel that there's the, like what God give us discernment or sometimes we call it intuition or I think mm-hmm. that's the Holy Spirit. Spe- yes, that's God speaking. Yeah. It's get out of there. <laughs> Run fast. Yeah. Run yeah. fast from it because it'll cause you to get labeled. <laughs> it'll cause you to get stagnant. It'll on, literally stop your it'll stop your blessing. 
And we all say, I want to be blessed. I believe you got to position yourself for blessing too. There's grace, but there's also mercy. Okay. (laughs) And I want to see us win. I want to see us win. I want to, man, I I know that we're not here, but I want to, before we even get off of here, I just wanted to make sure that I even put this out here. Having improper or not using discretion properly had Mm -hmm. me depressed for three years. Wow. Wow. Talk about that had me depressed for three years i was hearing leave come on we talking about hearing Mm. i was i was hearing leave let me just say i I don't i don't mean to cut you off but i'm gonna give you my segue because that's this wasn't even in my questions but the lord gave this to me literally today we must use discretion on when to let go Mm. when to let go to friendships, relationships, jobs, but go ahead. Cause I feel like you're going in that direction. Yes. Yes. So much. I can talk about even all of that, but I was hearing, see when you put, when you said hearing, I, I, the first thing that came to my mind was, you know, just hearing people and letting people hear in your ear, mm-hmm. but hearing God, when God is telling you to let that job go, to let that person go. And like I said, I went through a depression for three years. People didn't know because on the outside, we can look a certain way. I looked a certain way. I responded in my natural response to things, but I was hearing God saying, let go. God was even bringing people, Mm -hmm. my mom in particular, who I was crying to let her go. And I never thought I can get hurt over a female because, you know, I like guys. (laughs) I wasn't in relationship with females like that. I didn't know that a friendship could hurt me that badly. I literally was seeing greatness in this person. And this person was literally wanting to see me fail. Wow. And I was crushed. And there were people, you know, who were around. I didn't say anything Mm -hmm. because I that what was on the inside of me could help her, Mm -hmm. could mold her, could give her something. But even with a pig, you're not supposed to cast your pearls to swine. Come on, discretion. (laughs) And so that meant I had discernment, but I wasn't using discernment. It's it's one thing of having discernment, but it's another thing of using it. It's a one thing of knowing discretion, but will you use it? Will you take action? So I I was a part of the problem too because I allowed it to actually happen. And I used to go to my mom and I would cry, mom, I'm hurt. And she'd say, let it go, let it go. But sometimes love make you stay because love is so innate and love is so God that it would draw you to people and it'll make you want to change people. But discretion and discernment from God was constantly telling me to let her go. I'm like, but I can help with her dreams. I can help this. And I was being drained. And this was the same person who was laying hands on me, but the same person who was calling me and telling me I was taking something from her right after she laid hands on me. So I was getting deeper and deeper in depression. Oh, child, I can cry right now. God has delivered me. And so one day I was talking to my mom. I was in her room and she said, 
let her go. This was after three years. And I was like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to. And then finally God came in and the audible voice of God. I walked into my mom's room and God said, while you are playing God in her life, she's playing the devil in yours. Mm. Woo! Jesus. God had to come and intervene on earth to break what was breaking me. Huh? And from that moment, I had to start breaking ties because I was broken at that point. And here's the thing. I had to confront what was breaking me. I told you. So I made the phone call and I said, Mm. no, the phone call was made to me as I made the breakup with a friend. (laughs) And she said, I wanted to let you know that the Lord told me to apologize to you and ask for your forgiveness. And I told her that's key. And I said, well, I've already forgiven you. I forget. I forgave you that moment that I had to break up with you. Cause I didn't want to be bound by that. I knew that forgiveness at that time was freedom. So mm. when I spoke with her, it was, it was okay for me to speak with her. Mm. And then she said, I said, why did you do it? She said, she said, I did it to everybody, but you were the only female friend that stuck with me. Uh. Mm. And she was like, I don't know why you stuck with me. And she was just like, everything that I did to you, I, I wanted to, I wanted that to happen. Wow. Every she told me this. And and I see that's when you can tell the character that God built in you. That's mm. when I knew that I was a person that could take people's problems and their issues and understand them. Mm-hmm. But I realized I don't have to solve everybody's problem. Mm-mm. And God wanted mm. me to know you cannot play God in somebody else's life. If they're not gonna change for me, they're not gonna change for you. Mm-hmm. so even in that it's like when discretion calls when discretion puts itself out there answer because it can be yeah. not using discretion can be just that thing the key to your breakdown instead mm. of being the key to your breakthrough wow. come on wow. God put discernment in place for a reason I didn't have to be depressed for three years for three years and here's the thing we're talking about now over maybe 15 years later to what, 2003, 13, up to here, some years later. Yeah. Here's the thing. Even on social media, I had to cut ties. Come on. Come on. I could not. Discretion and discernment was telling me you cannot let this person even intrude on your life with a like. Because it kept reminding me, even though I forgave, it still kept reminding me mm. of that space. And so I can't wait for her to grow. I don't know if she's growing and I got to cut it off because I have some place to go and to grow. And I can't keep that thing lingering in my life. I just have to bring that up because discretion looks different depending on the situation, depending on the scenario. And mine was, God was like, do you hear me speaking? And I had to learn to hear him Mm. and immediately respond because when I didn't, the consequence was Mm. depression and anxiety and hurt 
And I was never an insecure person, but it made me feel insecure. Mm. Wow. Uh, we can't let people wow. strip that from us. And we and, have to trust that if whoo. God says, let go, yeah. you got to let go for a reason. Because yeah. his purpose is attached to us. Mm. God's purpose is attached to us. And everybody cannot go. I don't care how much talent they have, how much greatness you see in them. Everybody cannot go where we go. Mm. Woo! Wow. Wow. Shamika, you have said a mouthful. I mean, Jesus. I feel like we've all been there. Like where we've ignored the discretion where, where we've ignored the voice of God, you know, where God is telling us to let go of something. Think about, you know, relationships, uh, boyfriend and girlfriend, you know, where God told you to let it go, but you ignored it. And the longer you stayed in it, the more it kept tearing you down and down and down. And the longer you stay in it, the more difficult it becomes to get out of it. And, and one of the things, because I, I was exactly where you were, you know, and, and the Lord revealed to me because we feel like soul ties is only with the woman and the man, but you can have a soul tie with a woman and a woman and a friend, someone that you let close to you. So a soul tie, I believe developed. You know, and, and, and a soul tie, it's difficult to break free from. It's difficult, you know. And so that's why when sometimes you feel like you let something go and then you feel like it's calling you right back or you want to let something go because you know it's not good for you. You know it means no good, you know, for you. And yes, we like to see the good in people. But even as you said, we are not their God. We cannot change people. And, and, and if anything, it made you stronger and it made you wiser, you know, but, but we've got to, and I want to say this to somebody on tonight, stop trying to resurrect dead things. Hmm. Stop trying to God, God. I mean, it's been over a long time ago. <laughs> God told you to let it go alone. And I'm not, I don't want you to go let go of all your friends. You got to use discernment. You have, I mean, because there are some true good friends that God has placed in your life, but then there are some counterfeits that were, that were to help you to get to a certain place, you know, and they were to bring the best out of you. Even with Hannah and Penina, they were your process. They processed you. They matured you, you know, but we have to make sure that when God say that's it, let it go, move on. We listen to the voice of God. But it's not always easy. That's why we stay in those no good relationships for years after years. I was there. I was in one for six years. Yeah, and I knew deep down. And people kept coming to me. Even as you said, your mom. People, people that love you, they see and they know. But we don't want, want to accept and hear it from them. <laughs> Because you ain't going to tell me you just you just hating on me or you just mad or you just, you know, we don't receive it all the time. 
Most of the time we don't. Let's just be honest. Most of the time we don't, you know, and we have to bump our heads and we have to learn for ourselves sometimes. But I want to say on tonight, stop trying to resurrect dead things. You're holding on to a season that should have ended years ago for some of us. I feel that. Put that in the comment section. Stop holding on to dead things or stop trying to resurrect dead things. Because God wants to deliver you. He wants to free you from that. Whatever it may be. It may not be in the friendship arena. It may be in a relationship, you know, outside of friendships. It may be your job. Sometimes, and I'm not saying that you have to cut your family off, but if they're toxic, there has to be boundaries. I heard somebody, somebody put that in the comment and asked the question, well, what if it's your family member? I'm not giving anybody the right to hurt me that way, you know, and yes, there's a way to still honor and respect, but there's boundaries you have to set, you know, there's boundaries you have to set, but, but when it comes to, you know, like your, the, your friendships and things like that, something, everybody cannot go with you, even as Pastor Shamika said, to your next level, they're not meant to, they were meant to go with you to this one place, and that's it, but we're trying to take them and it's a heavy weight and it's making us depressed. It's making us weighed down. It's making us heavy. And some of it with them is intentional. Some people want to see if they can break you. <laughs> the devil. <laughs> some people want to see, I call it what it is. Some people want to see if they, if they can get a reaction or a response out of you. And what should we do? Pray for that person. Pray for that person. You know, and we, have to have, we have to look beyond their fault and see their need. They're really broken inside. And I'm glad that you were able to forgive her and still pray for her. And I still wish for the best for you. You know, and I keep going back to the story of uh, Penina and Hannah. Penina was hurting. She was really hurting down on the inside. You know, even though she had children, she felt like her husband didn't love her the way he loved Hannah. And so she was broken, but it made her jealous. And when some people are broken and they're not satisfied with their own lives, they become jealous of you. They become jealous of your confidence and your accomplishments. That's why everybody can't go with you. <laughs> and they're really exemplifying their insecurities because they can't handle your success. Everybody can't handle it. They just can't. They just can't. And so you have to use discretion you have to make sure that you are listening to the voice of God and you're heeding to his voice. And we've all been there where we've heard the voice of God and we knew, but we still did not do. <laughs> Amen. But we learned, we learned something in that and it helped to make us. And that's what I say in anything. It's a learning experience. I want to learn what I need to learn to make me better to make, stop ignoring the discretion of God. Stop ignoring the discernment. Stop ignoring the voice of God you know and if you feel like you don't know maybe you just don't know go to God and pray and he will reveal it to you 
Did you have uh, any last thing? Because we, we've gone way over our time. One last thing that I want to say, and then I'll let you close us out with the closing statement. And then I'll give our outro for the purpose of the podcast um, uploading. But what do people say about you when you're not around? Impression do you leave? And remember, we're talking about discretion in everything and the way that you speak and the way that you act and the way that you dress, the way that you respond, you know, and, and it's easy for us to say, I don't care what people think about me. Okay. But your character precedes you. Yes, it does. Your character precedes you, you know, and what people, and, and, and sometimes it's true, but you don't want to uh, <laughs> acknowledge it as what it is. You don't want to acknowledge it as true. But if you got all these people saying the same thing, everybody ain't lying. Everybody is not lying. <laughs> but your character precedes you. It enters the room before you do. Don't destroy your witness. Yes, you should care about what people think, what you're putting out there. Now, if you're putting out there, you know, you're exercising discretion and people are just, you know, maliciously trying to say things. That's another thing. But you should make sure that you are exemplifying Christ. I care about what people think about me only because I exemplify Christ. I am an ambassador for Christ. We represent him and I want to represent him in the right light. And so we must be intentional about our walk with Christ. We must be intentional about what we share, what we show people. You know, we've got to be intentional every area we have to because people are watching. And guess what? We are living epistles seen and read by men. And as women of God, we have to know that because some people, we're the only Bible that some people will see. And so what do they think about when they see, when they hear your name? Oh, that's the one that talked too much. Oh, that's the one that, you know, tell everybody business. That's the one with the nasty attitude. That's the one. What, what do they think about? It matters. It matters. It really does because we represent Christ. We don't only, we do not only represent ourselves, but we represent Christ. So say it with me, Lord, I need discretion. We all need help in that area in one, one place or another that we've talked about. Type it in the comment section. Lord, I need discretion. Lord, I need discretion. Come on, Lord, I need discretion in every area. And so Shamika, I'll have you give us our uh, lasting statement and then we'll close us out. Thank you all so much uh, for tuning in. Yeah, I was just thinking is that I wanna let you guys know that God is shifting and changing some things. Yeah. And one of the things that the Lord told me a few years ago is that the reason why the church is out of order, because we are not in the right position. Mm, come on. We are the church. Yeah. Not just the four walls. But everywhere we go, we are a representation of who Christ is. And God wants to use our hands and our feet. Let me put a Y in front of it. God wants to use your hands and feet to do some amazing things in the earth realm. And he needs you to use wisdom and knowledge and understanding to live out his purpose. Yeah. And I challenge everybody to do that. 
Because one of the things that I say is to live fulfilled and die empty. Switch it up and change it. Live fulfilled and die empty. Live saying, I want to speak right. I want to look right. I want to be a woman of not just reading Proverbs 31, but I want to be a woman of virtue. I don't just want to speak about it, but I want to I, I want to live like it. I want to talk like it. I want to see the supernatural and blessings literally manifest in my life. And so do it, ladies, like, like do it. Use the discretion and watch the doors that it began to open for you. That it began to, to change for you the peace that you will find when you use discretion. Oh, yes. 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 The opportunities that will open up and people will say, I want some of that. I want some of that. I want some of what she got. How did you get that? (laughs) That instead of people pushing you away, they start bragging on you. (laughs) They start wanting to be around you because your light will shine so bright that you won't even let it get dim. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Light attracts. Light attracts. Light attracts. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Pastor Shamika, for pouring into us on tonight. Ladies, if you want to be a blessing to her on tonight, her uh, giving uh, info is in the chat section. Um, If you uh, do so feel the desire in your heart to give to her, please be a blessing on tonight. This is a free podcast, but we definitely thank you uh, for pouring into us on tonight and all of your nuggets of wisdom that you shared. You, I mean, I have my notes here. That is the end of the second episode of season two. Thank you all so much for joining the All That I Am podcast. Thank you to our special guests. I I pray that you all were blessed in a special way. I pray that something was said you know uh, on tonight that will help you to become better women of God we will be back on in two weeks January 29th Friday same time same place and we're still going to be talking about the intentional woman but we'll be having a a different uh, subject as it relates to that follow us on Facebook and Instagram if you have not already please subscribe to my website that's at IamVivJ.com I want you to follow past Shamika Oliver. Uh, Shamika Oliver, can you put in the comment section uh, your social media uh, handle so that they can follow you and stay up to date with uh, my latest blogs. Uh, I have advertisement opportunities as well uh, that you can find on my website. So please, if you haven't already, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. There is a section to submit questions you want me to answer uh, and the hot topic ideas, the let's just be honest. You can submit that on the website as well and we will address that. If you want to nominate a special woman for our She Did That segment, you can do that on the website as well. Please give us a review on the various outlets, how you enjoyed the podcast, how it has impacted your life. But until next time, ladies, remember... We are becoming better women intentionally. We love you and be blessed.